Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenge with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My next amazing guest is Tracy Lowry. As a registered nurse and former licensed massage therapist, Tracy Lowry has 15 plus years of experience managing patients' physical pain and healing. Now she has dedicated her life to helping others deal with their emotional pain. Although life has been a school of hard knocks, she found her true passion for sharing how she transformed her life from victim to victor. Tracy overcame sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, abandonment, suicidal ideation, tragic death of a close loved one, rape, threats on her and her loved one's life, divorce, multiple miscarriages, major vehicle accidents, debilitating health conditions, head trauma, left at the altar, severe anxiety and depression, PTSD, complex PTSD, and more. Now she uses her multiple stages, pages, and platforms to spread information and hope. Hail to the Victory in You has become Tracy's brand and motto and uses it in her speaking events, clinics, workbook series, podcast, and coming soon, her own television show. These have given her the ability to change lives all over the world. She firmly believes if she can do it, you can too. Let's welcome my next amazing guest, Tracy Lowry. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Thank you for being here and being part of the show. I really appreciate you. And for those listening, Tracy and I met in March of this year. We've known each other for eight months now, Tracy. Wow. I mean, that (laughs) seems like a long time, yet it also seems like it hasn't been long at all. I know because I was looking back, I was like, <laughs> I always like to see when I meet my guests and, and when, and I was like, oh, I met her in March. So that was, it seems like a long time ago. <laughs> that does. Yeah, we met, I was on your podcast and then you were on, you're on my podcast and um, I'm on your new show coming up and yeah. 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 Lots, and lots we've done some other things together. You, you had a summit that you had yes. come on and we've just been we're the collaborating girls here. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think I collaborate with you the most. I love it. I love it. I'll take that. I enjoy it. So my first question I always love asking everyone is why does mental health matter to you? I think one of the most important reasons it's important to me is obviously first I had my own bout of mental health issues, but I don't think I'm alone in the fact that I ignored my mental health for so long that it it really came down to I was I was suicidal at one point and I had no idea I was even in trouble mentally. And so when I found myself in that and I finally, you know, fought my way through that and got to where I am today, I was like, you know what, there's got to be more people out there than just me who go from zero to 20 and don't realize that you're there until it's, you know, almost too late. So I want to be the voice. I want to be the bridge and to help others who may find themselves in the same place I was in. Yes. I resonate with that because I also, I didn't know I was suffering from what I was suffering from with mental health. And 
I suffered in silence. I didn't want to share with anyone. I thought they were going to put me in a, a loony, mm-hmm. a loony home and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I would never see my kids again. So I never shared with anyone. Right. Um, but it's so important to talk about it because it's okay to not be okay. You know, yeah, we need to talk about it. Yes. So can you share your journey of how you overcame all forms of abuse, severe anxiety, depression, and PTSD? You know, I've been asked this question (laughs) quite a few times, and I always say, I wish I have like this one grand thing that I did that just made it all go away and made it all better. And unfortunately, I don't have that magic pill. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I did. It, what I like to barrel it down to the most is you have to learn, especially when it, I'll, I'll kind of answer them in, in two parts, the healing from the abuse, just to kind of give the, the listeners a, a background. If they don't know who I am, I, I formed all forms of abuse, whether it be physical, mental, sexual, emotional, spiritual. I unfortunately have had multiple relationships in my life of all different types that really played a huge part in my demise there for a while. And the biggest thing I found in recovery from that is, of course, I first have to give glory to to God. He was a huge part of that. But it was also learning to love myself and be okay with myself as I was. And once I finally got comfortable, because I found myself, maybe I'll go there. I found myself always find having to be in a relationship or, you know, even if it wasn't a romantic one, I had to have like this best friend. I always had to have like a connection with someone and I always had to have music on in the background or TV. I always had to have noise. Like I always had to feel like I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it wasn't until I finally was like, hold on, I need to be okay with me because as soon as I became okay with me and who I was, and I am not perfect, nor will I ever be. But when I could embrace myself and love myself for who I was, I realized I wouldn't allow others to treat me less than I deserved. And if they were treating me less than I deserved, then it was time for them to exit stage left from my life. (laughs) So really, it was a matter of loving myself and really finding my true tribe and learning to set boundaries. Boundaries is huge when it comes to especially abusive or toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. If someone is in any kind of abusive or toxic position in your life, then it's imperative that you need to either get rid of them completely from your life or at least bare minimum, really limit their access to you. So that's a huge part of, I think, what helped me get through the abuse part. Mm-hmm. loving myself and choosing my tribe and being very picky who I give my energy and space to. When it comes to the anxiety and the depression and the PTSD and the complex PTSD, whew, the same the same things apply obviously for there too. But I had to learn, I think it was really important that I learned what my triggers were. So I I would know what could trigger me into an anxiety attack for example, mm-hmm. or could trigger me into a state of depression or could trigger me into disassociating. I mean, there, there, I had to learn. And unfortunately I had a whole bunch of them. So I had to learn what they were. And some people will tell you, learn what they are and avoid them. And I'm not going to say that because I learned what they were. And then I did, 
I just kind of like little by little got myself exposed to those things. So for example, one of them was large groups of people. I at one point was very into big social events and, you know, lots of people. And I loved going to concerts and parties and, you know, where there was lots of people. Well, all of a sudden I found myself in having anxiety attacks, even just leaving my room and being around people I knew was stressful, let alone strangers going to the store. So I had to just little by little get a little more exposure to these different scenarios Mm -hmm. in a way that I could control. So, you know, I could dab a little bit here, you know, 10 minutes at the, at Walmart or, you know, 20 minutes at a family dinner. And then you just have to kind of grow from there. And in the last month I went to Las Vegas where obviously there was a ton of people everywhere we went and I had a blast. Mm -hmm. So, but (laughs) you have to kind of, I don't, I don't want to be the person who avoids all triggers. I just want to learn how to deal with those triggers in Mm -hmm. different parts of my life so I can eventually get back to more normal. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I don't suffer anxiety, but when I go to Vegas, I develop (laughs) that. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm not really a Vegas person. (laughs) It's, it's. I mean, that's a whole nother story. I, I went yeah. with my, my boyfriend and now it's his birthday party. So his birthday we were celebrating. So he got to pick where we went and that's where he wanted to go. So I was a good sport about it. But when it's mine next year, that's not where we're going when it's my choice. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I love, I love like land, you know, like we just came back from Utah and mm-hmm. I, I think I shared that with you and mm-hmm. that state is so beautiful. Like that's where I choose to celebrate any occasion. <laughs> yeah. I used to live in Utah. I think I told you that. So when you told me yeah. you were there, I was like, oh, it's so pretty. Take lots of pictures. <laughs> where did you, where did you live in Utah? What state, what city? Um, I lived in Salt Lake for a while and I also lived in Richfield. It's like kind of down South. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We stayed in Farmington, Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So cute. Such a cute town. His dad yeah, lives in is. Bountiful and he was raised in Bountiful. And uh, we took a couple trips to Salt Lake. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I was amazed at the sunsets, the sunrises, Mm -hmm. the the way the clouds look over the mountains and how the mountains look like you can touch them. Yeah, they're really (laughs) like miles away. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, like people's backyard is the mountainside. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm seriously considering moving there. So I'll have to yeah keep us updated on that for sure (laughs) we have a good 10 more years in california but we are looking to maybe retire there (laughs) oh awesome 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 yeah so thank you for sharing um how you overcame and that is so important to just not be afraid of it but you you were like immersing yourself in it which is amazing because that's how you can overcome it truly Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So how do you encourage and inspire people to level up and heal their traumas? You know, kind of like I just spoke of in in anything, in any position, you know, we all find ourselves at a different place in life, in different areas of our life. And so what I like to say is level up where you're at. If if you're in a point where you can't leave your bedroom for whatever reason, then your level up at that moment is, you know, spending 10 minutes outside of your room. If you know, leveling up is, you know, okay, you can, you can walk around the house, you can walk around your property, but you know, 
that's about it, then try taking a walk around the yard. And it can you can just level up whatever you need to from there. Because sometimes we look at, okay, I can't even leave my room. And we look at, but I need to be able to go shopping. And I, I did that. And that was too much of a jump for me at the time. So I just had to focus on the little wins, the little level ups yeah, and go from there because we're all at different places. You know, then there's some of us, you know, at one point I could run 13 miles. I could not run 13 miles right now if my life depended on it. So I'm not going to run out today and go for 13 miles. I'm going to try for half a mile. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever it is in life, it's just a matter of leveling up to the next level and pushing that next boundary. And then you can take little steps from there. Awesome. I love that. So can you share any tips on dealing with PTSD? And I love how you've changed that a little bit. So you could, if, if you want to share that, please feel free. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I won't take credit for it. I actually had someone on my podcast teach it to me. So I'm not taking credit for it. But instead of, you know, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. But a dear friend of mine, Scott Kin- Kinsling, Kiesling, Kiesling. Sorry, I totally botched that. He he came up with, and maybe he didn't come up with it. I don't know, but I learned it from him. Post-traumatic stress growth. So PTSG. And I absolutely love that because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of different misconceptions about PTSD. And I feel like it's overused yet not talked about enough. And that's mm-hmm. in and of itself. But it's so important that the effects of post-traumatic stress, whatever it is, can be long lasting. It can even be forever, but I don't believe that the effects have to affect you forever. You may have to adjust and you may have to learn to grow through it. And like I said, you know, figure out those triggers and work through them one level at a time, but it's, it's about growing. It's about leveling up and and setting those boundaries and just moving up in your healing and in your growth. And Part of the important part of growth is realizing there's going to be setbacks and they are frustrating and they you know can deflate you for a little bit, but a minor setback or even a short major one doesn't mean it's forever. It's just a matter of going back. And our bodies are amazing, amazing machines. I hate to call them a machine, but they're amazing because once we hit a certain level, if we have a, a backup, if we, ha- you know, if we regress a little bit, our body remembers where we were. It remembers how to get there. So it's not going to take the same amount of time to get to that point again, because your body's going to go, oh, I remember this. And so it won't take you the same amount of time. So try not to get too discouraged when you feel that backup or that retrograde, because it's not going to take you, you know, if it took you a year to get to that point and you have a bad week where things really hit you, it's not going to take you another year to get back to where you were. Your body remembers, it knows, you just have to get it in the right direction and your body can do the rest. Mm -hmm. And I love post-traumatic stress growth because disorder is a negative word Mm -hmm. to me. And the growth part, it is, you're growing and you're, you're flourishing like a butterfly, you know, and I love the growth, growth word because, you know, I too had to go through that as well. And I love how you, you can just... I heard somebody sharing, you can reprogram your, your brain to mm-hmm. see the positive side of life. And I know, and me and you both know, actually, because we're living proof that you can change your life and transform it into something amazing. 
from the darkness as we both have, <laughs> you know, different stories, but similar journeys. Yes. Unfortunately we do. <laughs> yeah. And you read my book and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm waiting for your book, Tracy. <laughs> what? I'm waiting for your book to come out one day of your story. My, my second one? Yeah. My first book's out. I said, you got my first one, right? Yeah, I have your first one. Okay. Your your second, your second book. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's coming. It'll be next year for sure, but it's coming. (laughs) Awesome. So can you share how Hail to the Victory New was created and what is your purpose behind this? You know, it started with my, my workbook. It's actually a workbook more than a book. It's to help people with PTSD or really mental health, mental wellness in general, but especially PTSD. And it's, you know, a 12-step strategy to work through wherever you are with yours and your journey is to help help you level up, basically. And I was trying to figure out the title for it. And I kid you not, I spent a good portion of two full days and I could not, nothing stuck, nothing hit me. And I was actually getting ready to be like, you know what? I quit. I'm not thinking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just came to me and I don't even remember how it did. And, and I knew, I just knew. And so it's the name of my workbook. And then I was like, you know, this is just so powerful. And it's so me. I mean, so many people, when I told them, they're like, oh, that is so you. And, mm-hmm. and it, it just stuck. So then I was like, okay, so now I have, you know, this podcast I already had and I was like, I got to change it to hail to the victor in you. Cause I feel like it just really fit me better than my, my previous title, which was mm-hmm. multi-born PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're going to, we're going to change that. And then it grew into, you know, that's also the name of my, like you mentioned my TV show that mm-hmm. launched here soon. So it's just really growing. And I now teach a clinic using that book and it's the hail to the victor in you clinic. So it just has kind of really blown up. And I yeah. love it because it's something mm-hmm. I can, I can stand behind and feel proud of. I love that. I, that is so similar to how I started show up in love, mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know, I, so. yeah. I, yeah, I started the nonprofit, then the podcast show, show up in love. And, you know, it's just, I was amazed that no one had that name in the state of California. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the message behind it, just like you, like it just came to me and then it just kind of, it's just exploding from there. Yes. <laughs> so and that's when you know, that. you have to go with your gut. Yeah. And even my book title, when I, when I was coming up with my book title, I had free your voice was when I woke up and, and had those three words and I just played with it for like an hour. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's how I came up with freeing your heart for love for my book. But <laughs> I wanted love. Like I know, I know that I, I want love in like everything I do. So I just try to incorporate that word in everything, including writing, you know, cause I write every day and mm-hmm. I just incorporate love every single day of my life because that's where I want to live and lead is a life of love. And just and amazing. you do it beautifully, my friend. It fits you beautifully. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. I mean, I've I've never had it. You know, you read my story, but I've just never, I never had love. So it's like I'm 40, I'm going to be 50. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm now just feeling it. Like even when I drove like to Utah, we drove there and I was just amazed at Mother Earth. I never used to appreciate yeah. Mother Earth, <laughs> you know. Yes. But now that I have just this different, I'm looking literally through the lens of love, you know, mm-hmm. I, I never used to. And now I appreciate everything around me and 
And it's just amazing what you can see once you get there. Yes. Once you allow yourself to see it, the world opens up in Mm -hmm. such amazing ways. Yes. So, so my final question, I love, love, love asking everyone is what is your show up and love inspirational message? I'm going to go back to something I said probably at the beginning is needing to learn to love yourself first. And I, I know your book is huge on that. And that's what I loved so much about it. But you really have to learn to love yourself first because that is how you will judge love in so many different aspects. That's how you're going to judge how people can treat you, the people you have in your life, what they're allowed to do and say around you and to you. And it can just, if you learn to love yourself and truly love the people around you, good, bad, or ugly, you know, if you can come at it with love, it's really hard to go wrong. You always have to have boundaries with that love, but learn to love yourself and the rest really just kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. I love that message. And I love you. And how can people find you? <laughs> the easiest place to find me would be my website because it kind of puts everything together and then you can kind of go from there if you're interested in podcasting or the books or the TV show coming up soon it'll all be there so my website is just my name so it's tracylowry.com mm-hmm. and from there you can find my podcast or my books or you know the TV shows coming soon that'll be coming up in the next month or two and that's the easiest way to find me. Or, you know, there's always Facebook and Instagram and I'm trying to get more into Twitter. I haven't dived into that as much as I would <laughs> love. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I Twitter is a huge writing community on there and mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of writer's lifts and I was, I haven't been on there in months, literally since June. And I just went in there because we were driving, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go check Twitter out. Mm-hmm. But my following is huge on there. Huge. I don't get a lot of people buying my book, but the writing community is amazing on Twitter. I, I'm mm-hmm. just blown away at how people support each other in the author writing community on Twitter. Like they will retweet your post. They will comment. They will, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And and uh, if you take a look at mine, Tracy, my Twitter, you could see how I do the writer's lift and they use the hashtags and you just, you draw in so many people. and. It's amazing. I can't say enough good things about Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on there very often anymore, but I was on there every day. <laughs> right. Well, now now that's it. That's decided. I have to get I have to get more into yeah, Twitter now. <laughs> definitely. Definitely check out my posts and you can even copy that and paste it onto yours and start doing writers lift because that will get your name out there and you can support other writers. Also, if like in my feed there's so many amazing questions they ask like, oh, does your character do this? Like, I've learned so much from being on Twitter with oh. writing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. So there's my little Twitter tip for anybody listening <laughs> to you. Um, Twitter is not bad. I love Twitter. I love Clubhouse. I love all platforms. Social media is my friend. And I just, I enjoy it because that's how we connect. That's how me and you connected. It is. It is. And you know, when I talk about my tribe, so often, you know, we think of, you know, family and people that were around every day in person, and that is absolutely a part of it. But I consider my tribe, so many of them, and I 
put you in that category for sure is yeah. my, my social media tribe. Like you and I talk when it doesn't have anything to do with collaborating on things. You and I just kind yeah. of keep up with each other and, and I love it. And so you can really expound, you know, I live in a small town in a pretty rural area, so there's mm-hmm. not a ton of people around, but it really opens things up to finding people who are like you or like who you want to be. Yeah. So a lot of people will talk bad about social media and I understand it and can get on board with a lot of the criticisms, but it is what we use it for. And it Mm -hmm. can be a tool if we want it to be, or it could be, you know, it could be negative too, but it's how we use it. So Yeah, exactly. That's the key word. It's how you use it. So I appreciate you so much, my friend, and I love you. And I look forward to having you back on future seasons. Awesome. And of course, you will be on mine too, because that's what we do, right, girl? Yes. Catch up. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, for having me on. And I love you dearly. And it's been a pleasure. Everyone, you know, level up and keep on, keep on just doing your best and growing wherever you are. Just grow from there and you'll never know where life can take you if you just take it little steps at a time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at showupandlove to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day.